0: Good morning everyone, welcome to the Life and Torah of Our Leaders, Tuesday mornings live with 1st First Seder Besmejish, FirstSeder.org. <clears throat> Special welcome to our Torah, anytime viewers and listeners the Beza HaShem be joining this year this series has been sponsored by Ravitsuk Saflis, Bottom Line Marketing Group as a tzchus for himself, his family and for all of the listeners, the schus of the great Gedalim that we learn should be made for them um, <clears throat> Baruch Hashem, I got a lot of chizuk, Rabbi Greenspan. you will be happy to hear, for this year from Rav of Rav Shalom Kamenetsky, the Philadelphia Shiva. I was last week, I didn't give shir last week, I was in Lakewood for the base Havad, made a siyam on Choy mishpat and on Yerucha, and um, I actually sat next to Rabbi Steinberg, one of your rabbonim, uh, local rabbonim, but uh, Rav Shalom was uh, very stark about the shiurim, and he said, you know, Chelchelai Raisa, gave me a lot of Chizuk for the Yeshurim, Hashem for that. Okay, um, this week we're going to talk about <clears throat> a little bit of an unknown Godal. I shouldn't say unknown, I don't think people know a lot about him. But uh, when you learn in Halacha, he comes up very often. And his name is Rav Yaakov HaKayan Poprash, I think is the way you pronounce it. Pay Aleph Pay Re Shin, otherwise referred to as Reb Yaakov Hakatz Kain. Uh, stands for Kain Sadek, and he wrote the tshuvas called Shev Yaakov. When you learn a Shabura, you come across him for sure in the shari tshuva a lot, and in Yahridei as well. The Shev Yaakov, one of the gedolim of the time. And um, it actually fits well into the Tkufa that we're in, as we'll see in a moment. We mentioned the Shev Yaakov already in the share on the Ramchal. We mentioned the Shev Yaakov in the last year on the Shavus Yaakov. He was one of the ones in the together they competed for the rabbanus in Amsterdam, that the Chacham Tzvi won, as we'll talk about. And therefore, that is why I felt it's appropriate to learn about him this week. He was nifter in the year 1740, Chaf Bey Shvat. <coughs> now... On the Sharblat, on the title page of his Tshuva Shev Yaakov, which um, I see, I think, that Mechayin Zikrin Aaron, which is, reprints a lot of svarim, looks like they're working on reprinting the Shev Yaakov. I don't think there has been a new print. It's the same old prints the last couple hundred years. Um, so, But on the title page, there's actually a whole, almost his biography on there. And it says that he is the son of rabin yamin Katz Zatzal Prague. Now it doesn't say anywhere his father had any type of position. It calls him a Reynu harav, but it doesn't doesn't say he was a rav, a dayan. It doesn't say anywhere <coughs> that he had some religious position. And in the Sharblat of chelik beis of Shaviaka, which is a much smaller. Uh, title page, but there it adds in that he was a ninvenekad, he was a great grandson, Lahagoin <speaking> Murray N Rav Yaakov Katz, Zatzal, Sheyav <Hebrew> Abbezn Bekak Hena. Hena is a uh, hena henna or something is a is a place near Frankfurt. And it seems that he was uh, a well known Goin and um the Shev Yaakov was his great grandson. This Reb Yakov, the great grandfather, was married to a woman named Leah and she was the daughter of a very famous wealthy leader, Reb Shimon Ginsberg, who was a, one of the leaders in Prague, which is probably eventually how the family ended up in Prague. Now, <coughs> his father, Rabbi Yamin, had four, four sons, um, it seems. Now, three of them we know about as follows. Revuri um, Fivish Kayin, who was a ram- the way it says on his, uh, the uh, title page of his Sefer, his Sefer called Halacha Brura, it says he was a Ram Virav de Beis HaMedrish um veMokim av Bezdin kan Metz HaMephor. So he was a Risheshiva, and he was a rub of a Shul, and it seems he was in the place of the rub of the city. So I guess it sounds like temporarily, I didn't go into the history that much, it sounds like he took over the place of the rub of the city of Metz um, for a certain amount of time. And he was a uh, great nephew of the Shev Yaakov. And in the Hakdamatis Sefer, he talks about his mother's family. He says, the, My mother, the family of my mother, Atzadakis, who mefursam Berosh, the first one, the head of the family, the most famous one, Doidi Zekaini, my great uncle, Hagoina Meforsom, Irene Yakov HaKoyein, Paprash, Balha Mechaber, Shev Yaakov Zatzal. That was one brother. And he writes bekama and I bring from my great uncle the Shev Yaakov, in my sefer Chidushim, in numerous places. Va'achiv, and he says he Shev Yaakov had a brother Merenor of Avram in Tiflitz. He was the Rov in a place called Tiflitz, which is about a hundred kilometers northwest of Prague. and he was nifter young. and the third brother is Avi imi, my grandfather. He writes hachosin David Shaya Schas Metz he was a Schli here in the city of Metz, May Aniya I could testify about him. Shaya Loi made Kalyaim Veyaim he will learn every single day. Taira neviim, Muksvim, Tanach, Kaa Prokimishnais, a few Proki Mishnais, Ushne Dafe Gemara, and two blat of gemara Gemor, Besafershla. And the Sefer, until the day of his death, that was his Seder HaYoyim, and his whole, the way he used to eat, everything about him was with a certain holiness. So those are the three brothers that this great nephew mentions in his Sefer. Now I saw in one of the Taldas that he had a fourth brother, Reb Littman, who was a Shamish in Prague. I don't know why this um, the Halacha Brurah didn't mention this fourth brother if he was Taka, a brother. So I don't know that piece. Now in the Sefer Yizkor of Kilos Frankfurt, it says there that the Shev was Nifter when he was in 70 years old. Misbar Yomov Yamei Shnoisov Shivim Shonon Ismale. So if you go backwards from 1740 70 years Be'erech he was Be'erech born in Toph or Toph 1669 1670, that neighborhood. And he was born in the city of Prague, like it says over there in the title page, Mi Prague, Eret Svi this land uh, gave birth to him. And that's how he was known. He was known, known as Reb Yaakov Mi Prague. That is how he actually um, signed all of his chuvas as well, Yaakov Mi Prague. Now, another reason why I wanted to go through his life is because he was another Talmud of Rav Aaron Shimon Shapiro from Prague. We already know the el Yaraba, who was a grandson of Rabar and Shimon, was a Talmud. The Shvus Yaakov we mentioned last week was a Talmud. And the Shev Yaakov was also a Talmud of Rabaran and Shimon of Prague, the Rav of Prague. And in Chelek Aleph of Shev Yaakov in there's a Shiloh there about a place that didn't have a minion. They only had nine adults and someone it was a Chiv. And um, they wanted to know if they could use a katan, Someone under bar mitzvah to be mitztaif to a minion. It's a big shail in shulchan aruch. Could you do such a thing? B'shas adchak, have the tenth one have it be a child. Some say he has to hold a chumish. Some say chumish doesn't work. Some say you don't need a chumish. So he writes over there. The Shev Yaakov says lanias Daiti, I feel there's no heter. Because my Rebbe Reb Shimon of Besdin of Prague said that it's aser afilu b'shas even when there's no other choice. Vehuva El that pasach is quoted in the El Yezuta in Simen Nun Sivkot and Bays Shechiber Nechad Hagoyin Hanal that his grandson composed. That's the El Yerabad El lesser, and he uses a play on words. The Gemara says it's kedai Rib Shimin, The Gemara is talking about a Tana to rely on him when necessary, and here he's using it for the opposite. Not as a heter he writes. It's Kedai to rely on Rib Shimin, even when he says it's aser. You still you go with his psak. Now, if you look in Shulchan Aruch, in Simenon Hay, in the bar there, he quotes the Arzarua b'shem zikeynei ha-goinzal, b'shem his, I'm sorry, the, uh, not the orzorua, the El Yazuta b'shem zikeynei ha in the, the name of his grandfather, the Goin, and now that you know that his grandfather was Herbarad Shimon Shapira, so when you find this, uh, his grandfather being referred to in uh, Shulchan Aruch and in bar you now know who he is, and that's this Psak. Now, Reb Shimon was Nifter in the year tough, uh, tough Mem, so that's um, 70, uh, six, um, 1680, which means to say that the Rebbe Yaakov, the Shev Yaakov, was all of 10 or 11 years old when Reb Shimon was Nifter, and yet he referred to him as his Rebbe, called him his Rebbe. Now, it seems also that he learned from Rebbe Vram Broida. Rebbe Vram was a Rosh Hashiva in Prague at the time, and for a certain uh, certain amount of time, he might have been the rav as well, the Bezdin. Eventually, he became the rav in Frankfurt. He wrote a sefer called Eishel Avram, very one of the gedalim of the times. And it seems that he learned by him, like he says in Simeon Dalid, verabenu, <speaking in Hebrew> He says both mem vav, mem vav, twice. Our rebbe and my rebbe, haavbesdin verav marano rav avrami kozim arbei rav avram kedei shela shalom tamid rav also a play on a like the asking shalom of a tamid to a rav In simon Mem gimel he says alsi bossi lishol shalasi i'm coming to ask my question yore meve rav vi please teach us and passkin for us and tell us your clear understanding and your clear psak and in Chelik uh, Beis Avnazer Simulam he also refers to him, Hagoyin Moriyi V'Rabi Avram Broidi. So that was another Rabbi of his. Now the Shev Yaakov married his wife's name was Esther, the daughter of Reb Shmuel Zanvil. Now there's a sefer called Avnezi Zikarain from Frankfurt that has all of the different Matsevas in there, and in entry number 1840, it has the nusach of her Matseva. And it says on it, she worked very hard in business. And she was the one who brought food to the house. She was the, the, the business person of the house. And she provided. Her husband trusted her. He was sitting and learning he trusted, he relied on her. To bring in front of him Mito Kise on a bed, a chair, and a table, those are what uh, Elisha asked from the Shunamis, the bare minimum that one needs to exist. Kappa she spread out her hands, her palm for Anim, Isha Hitisalo. So that's how it describes her on her matseva, supporting her husband and as a tzaddikus. She was Nifter Rish Sivan tough Pe 1724, and after she passed away, Rabbi Yaakov married a second uh, wife, a second marriage. Libla, her name was the daughter of Ramosha Karflish, and she was the amana of someone named Harav. Ha- it says on the Matzeva. I'm um, sorry, it says on this in this sefer. Um, she was the amana of a ha- I think it actually says it on the Matzeva. Um and I think it seems that this Reb was actually a Talmud of the Yaakov. and he ended up marrying his, her, um, his Almana, his widow. And in that same Sefer, in uh, entry twenty-seven fifty, it says, the Zivuk Shayni Lefi Masel." Like the Gemara says that the first shidduch of a person is uh, is forty days before he's born; it's decided. Second zivug, if that comes about, is lefi ma'isam, according to his or her actions. So that's how it says, zivug shayni, sec, her second marriage, lefi ma'asah, was according to her actions. In ve'agefen, bin ve'agefen. Zchus was a great zchus for her to be, le'ezer, to help. Listmay um, that he was able to continue learning his tayra, which was his uh, umnes. That was his job. Ube with piety, with being separate, a Khavra, teres and she was the wife of a the crown for her husband, and she was nifter in 1752 Elul, Dalid Elul, if tavkuf Um So uh, her yardse was not long ago the same yard said as Rameir Simcha, in 1752. So his first wife was Nifter about 16 years before him, and his second wife was Nifter about uh, 12 years after him. Now, <clears throat> it seems he was first a Dayan in Prague. He was a Dayan in Prague. In the Sefer Yizkar of Frankfurt, it says, He was an Aflant. Aflant was the way they referred to the judges, the Dayanim in, uh, in Prague. Um so he was a Dayan in Prague. Now on the title page that we quoted before it says Umishman from Prague Niskabla av Besden Verab Koblenz Zastrimshana Lamad So when that was being printed the Yakov, it says <coughs> that um I shouldn't say that. that one it was being printed. But um, it says there that he was uh, from Prague. He became the Rav of and the Reshiva in Koblenz for 20 years. He learned and he taught the laws of Hashem and his Torah, together with Talmidim, as we'll see, he had a very big yesh- he had a Yeshiva. Now, Koblenz is um, in Germany. And it's about 100 kilometers northwest of Frankfurt where, if you're putting in uh, perspective from Prague, it's about 600 kilometers from from Prague, from where he was coming from. Now, what year did he go there? So, in Chelik Aleph Simen Tezayin, he writes, in the year Tuf Nun Ches, which is uh, 1698, he writes, this is the second year since I came to this city of Koblenz, Bishnas Hashniyah. So that means he came in about 1697. And according to Archez Bainas, if he was born in 1670, he was about all of 27 years old when he was already a Dayan in Prague. We don't know for how long. but And then he became the Rav of Koblenz. Now in that Shuva, he writes an interesting thing. It's about what he calls a Gesher hapirachas, a moving bridge, which probably was a, some tor- sort of raft or boat or something like that that would go over a river from Koblenz to Tal, Tes Aleph Hei I'm not sure exactly where that is. There is a place I, I, that I you know, sort of translated it into, into, into English for today, but it was very far from Koblenz, so I'm not sure it's the right place. And the question was, these people wanted to know if they could take this little raft over on the water on Shabbos to come to Koblenz to hear a drasha, a Mitzvah, are they allowed to go on this little boat? And he says that the people of Tal of this place, they heard from some Langdim they heard from some people, Lahamsi Heter Bedavar, um Yeah, to, to find them a heter. So he says, ayin. So because they heard, some people said, Yeah, there's a way to be maturit. So the people of Tal came to me and they're nudging me to look into it to see if I could find a heter. He says, Vasharani tzar liyamim. He says, I'm young, I'm 27, or 28, zichalt, he says, I'm shaking, I'm afraid, to permit this, and the, the Rishonim and those before me, I don't know if he means the actual Rishonim or it means people before me, would not permit it. But then I said, maybe, maybe we find that Hashem sometimes leaves a place for people to come and paskind. Now he's writing this Tshuva to my Rav Gavriel, who was the Rav in Metz, who seemingly was one of the greater rabbanim of the time, and therefore he tells his Rav Gavriel, "I'm going to go through it, but without you, without you, I'm not going to. Even if I come out that it's permitted, I'm not going to do it halacha Practically, because I'm young and I won't do it without your, without you agreeing." Now at the end of that tshuva, he does find a kula for them to do it. But Reb Gavriel in the Chuva, next tshuva answers him and th- disagrees. And Rab Yaakov answers the third tshuva and answers the questions that Rab Gavriel set- asked on him and did not agree with. But at the end, Lamaisa, since Reb Gavriel was not matarit, the Shev was not matarit. If you look in Shari Tshuva, in Arachayim, Reish Memches over there, at the end of the simon that talks about going on a boat on Shabbos, Shari Tshuva brings about this Gesher Parachas, he brings from Chavos Yar, and he brings from, uh, I think, maybe be who and others, and then he also brings the tshuva of the Shev Yaakov, who found the Kula, but would not be Mataret L'maysa. Now, in Simen um, Chaf Aleph, he brings another tshuva there, he says, From the day I came, to this Medina, to this country, like he came from Prague, which is Bohemia, and he com- comes now to Germany, to this country, to be the Rav in Koblenz, Reisi says, I saw something interesting. That she's to meitzel katzavim, the way it used to work was, they used to have these Goyish uh, slaughterhouses, butchers, and the Jews would shech there for the Gaim. this is even common today, and, um, you know, whatever was kosher, they would sell to the Jews, and the Jews would buy it, and everything else remained with the Gaim. So he says, Like they do here in our city. The problem is that the Shaykhim actually shecht on Yantif. Why? So that the Jews should be able to buy meat He says, And I said, who was matter this? You're not allowed to shecht animals on Yantif. Again, the Jews didn't own the animals. The Jews would just buy the kosher meat. They said this is how we always did it. No one ever protested, and they said in Germany all over this is what everyone does. Pique, and he says I didn't agree. I said it's so he stopped this in his city of Koblenz and he would not allow it to continue. Now as we're going to see this. It seems he was able to stop, but the next. Uh, situation he came up with, and this is a tshuva he wrote in Simeon to Reb Avram his rabbi. And this tshuva, as we'll see, he was not as uh, as uh, successful. What does he say? He says, "When I ca- when I I see in this country, am um, sorry, when I came to this country, meaning, and I came to the city of Koblenz. He says, in our city, they did not make Kiddush and Abdullah in Shul." And, um, there was a person who came, he says, and says, listen, if it's a problem because we don't have wine, so I'm gonna, I'm gonna donate the wine, and, um, as if that was the problem, and he says, no, I protested, and I told him, no, this is not something that should be done, and, um, there's no guests, and no one's being kaveh so he didn't want it done. And he says, but my protest was not something public. In other words, this private guy came to me and told me he's willing to provide the wine. I told him that's not the problem. I don't want it being done because it's just halakhically, I don't believe in it. He says, it's four years now and we built a brand new Beis HaKnesses. And all of a sudden people are grumbling and they say, why don't we make Kiddush in the Beis HaKnesses? Just like they do it in Frankfurt. Now, like we said, they're about 90, 100 kilometers from Frankfurt. He says the minhagim of Koblenz are mostly the minhagim of Frankfurt. So how come we don't do it like the minhagim of Frankfurt? And he says, now we have this beautiful base at Knesset, so no one could say that we don't have any money. And uh, they're going to say, what's going on over here? If there's this beautiful shul and there's no wine there, it's going to be like a, a, an embarrassment for us that we're, we have a beautiful shul, but we can't afford the wine for Kiddush so he says all of a sudden it's Friday night and all of a sudden here the Rav is standing in the front of the shul and I heard suddenly all of a sudden the Shliach Zibr starts making Kiddush and he says I got the tumult I said what's going on over here who gave permission so they told me their cheshbin they said what do you mean this is the minute of Frankfurt and so on they told me this whole cheshbin that they said he says so by protested privately I said no you can't do this and then he says, uh come upon him." I also said it in my drushes a few times. in Hagam, but I couldn't stop them. Lamai said they continue to do it. He says so he writes Revrambaidi, it's I felt that the only way is to go very strongly against them. Ligzer beharam and is to make decrees with a Kharem and a and a and a very serious things against them. And then he says, No, I decided not to put them in Cherem. They've been doing this for a while. It's going to be hard for them to stop, and I really don't want them to be in The Cherem. And I agree, there are some Paiskim, or men in number of Paiskim, who agree it's a proper Minag, so how could I put them in Cherem for doing it? And this was his shaila to the, to the Rabbah Vrom Broidy, who, um, what to do about this and what his opinion is on this. Now it's interesting. When you look in Shari Tshuva, in Reish Samech he writes, Ayin be'eshe Avram b'shem ha'shev yakov. And this halacha of making Kiddush and Shul, he says, look in the e'she Avram b'shem shem yakov. So I got a little excited, to be honest, because Reb Avram Broidi's Sefer is called e'she Avram. So I figured if the Tshuva in Shev Yakov is to Reb Avram Broidi, probably in his Sefer e'she Avram is on chats. And some mesachthas probably there. So I looked, and it some of them. One of the mesachthas is Psachim, and he actually does have a piece there about making Kiddush and Shul. However, he does not quote the Shev Yaakov at all. So I was a little uh what's going on over here. But the truth is, the Shari Chuvah is not quoting the H.L. Avram of Rabbi Avram Brody. There's a number of H.L. Avrams in Halacha. No, know there's the H.L. Avram, the Prima in the back of the Gemara, um, there's the H.L. Avram from Buchach. And on the side of the page in Shulchan Aruch, there's Haggais Eshel Avram from Rebbe Avram Oppenheim. So if you look in the side of the page of Shulchan Aruch over here in Rebbe that Eshel Avram brings the Sheviak of our Sheviak Just interesting that the Chuvahs to Rebbe Avram Broidi, who also wrote a Sefer called Eshel Avram, who also goes through the Inyan, but he does not talk about, he doesn't bring the Sheviak. Now, in the Sefer Mekar Chayim Tiferes Svi, is a Talmud of the Sheviakim in Hilchasnida, Kuf Tadiches, about having um, wood ladders or wood slats in a mikvah. He was a Rav in Koblenz. So he says, I uh, always wondered from the day I came here, Lekak Koblenz, the city of Koblenz. I found the mikvah that was built in the days of my Rebbe. Reb of Kayin Asher Kidmani, He was before me here in the Who Binyan Mefur, So number one, you see that he was involved in the building of a beautiful mikveh here in Koblenz. So a beautiful shul, a beautiful mikveh. I was never in Koblenz. I don't know if any of these these still exist. Um, <clears throat> maybe one day, Bez Hashem, I'll, I'll get there and I'll we'll see if it exists or not. But he says, they built a beautiful mikvah made out of stone and out of barzol, out of iron. (laughs) Except for the bottom four um, steps, so to speak. That a woman stands on them if the water is a certain height or something, he writes. And those are made out of wood, like a small ladder. And I, I looked into it. And the builder told me that you can't, uh, for some reason, you can't put stones there. And he's very upset. It's Bekabotumma, and you're not allowed to stand on something. It's and so on and so forth. But he writes, Lemaisa, in that situation, since my Rebbe built the mikveh, Bekharashti, I was quiet. He writes after that, if it's a different type of ladder that you take a real ladder and put it in, that's that you have to. It's fossil. But this, he says, ve'charashti, if this is what my rebbe did and he built it, he it must be kosher. Now, in the year Tafayin, as we mentioned last week, he was in the running for the rabbanus of Amsterdam. The Chacham Tzvi, as we said, got a hundred votes, and the Swiss Yaakov lost with uh, what did he said thirteen or fourteen votes, and the Shav Yaakov was. Uh, was the uh, was the uh, third um that he got seventeen votes, so he lost as well, and again the uh, if I remember the fourth one was upsidedine from Prague. Um, so but the Chacham is the one who 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 won with the hundred votes now in the again, back to the title page where I said it has a bit of a biography about him about him, it says and the morning was coming He was then appointed to be the Rav in the city of Haberstadt, and this is in the year in 1718. Halberstadt is about four hundred kilometers northeast of Koblenz. The halach and Yaakov went on his way, Umina mikvuhu and from Shemayim they prevented him from going, and he stayed, on Frankfurt the Main, and he came here to the city of Frankfurt on the main, um, and he became the Rav there. That's what it says in Nakdama. So they say that he was on his way to to Halberstadt and there's different versions to the story, um, on his way to Halberstadt in the Sefer Bunny Frankfurt, um, that Meister Rav Cook I think, put out, so they have a little few uh, versions of the story there, and, uh, it seems that uh, two of the G'daylom over there, um, convinced him to stay, Rabbi Avram Breide had been Nifter, his Rebbe was the Rav of Frankfurt, was Nifter, his Matzevah still there in, uh, in Frankfurt, not in its original place, is against the wall, and, um, his uh, two friends, one of them was Rabbi Shmuel or Shmuel Shatin known as the Marsha Shach. He was the great-grandfather of the Chasam Seifer. We mentioned him. Chasam Seifer's father, of Shmuel, was named after him. And also Rabbi Yoel Engrish, who was a Dayan in Frankfurt, who was a Talmud of the Sheviacov. They convinced him to stay, to become the Rav in Frankfurt. So he became the Rav there. And he put all of his kaiches into the needs of the Kehila. For example, like he writes in Simulam Vav, in the second Shuvah there, He's writing, he says, I received your letter close to Chaga Pesach, But you see, and I was very busy with the big halachas of Pesach that came to my eyes, meaning the Shilas that came my way. And then I had to fill the will of the Talmidim with Pilpol and sharp things like the Minigiz. It sort of sounds to me like before Yantif he had to give like vertlach to, uh, to the Talmidim. Um, this like and and that's what it sounds like for me. I'm not 100% sure. So then he says I had to go out into the villages it sounds like they used to go out to the villages around Frankfurt if there were any Dinei Teirah. He went with two other Beirim, two other people chosen, and a And we stayed there for three weeks going through Dinei Teirah. So this is what he was involved in in the city of Frankfurt. In the Tshuvas Maimar Mardechai, there's a Tshuva Simon Menalef that the Shav Yaakov wrote, and he writes va Voida from my, a lot of my my abundance of work. Bein mufna Mufne and I'm not free on both sides. Alatayra v'al Avoyda, I have the work of the of the Tzibur, Talmidim, and I have the yoke of the Talmidim. So he had his Talmidim, he had the Tzibur, and he was very busy. And even when he had to go places for health reasons. Like in Simon Lamid, he writes the tshuva from a place called, um, um, uh, what's it called? Oiberbach, um, I think, um, which is about 100 kilometers um, south of, uh, Frankfurt. He writes, I can't really, you know, go into your chuva properly because I can't concentrate. Why? I have to read it standing because I am busy with drinking the waters here for refuah must have been some type of waters that were good and if you're busy, if you're doing these waters you have to either be walking or standing, you can't be sitting so it's very hard for me to concentrate I have no choice, I have to answer you so I'm going to do my best and also there's another chuva similar medalit. He writes, I'm writing this Be'idno may mayon. So a little bit of a pun over here. He says, I am busy with the refuas of drinking May Mayon, the spring water. So Mayan is Mem Ayin Yud Nun spring. Kosha It is hard to be mayan Mem Alif Yud Nun. It's, it's 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 hard to concentrate and to delve into it. Vafal Pique nevertheless today I'm going to come El Now Avayam El is a pasach. he came to the spring, but here he means Avayoim El I'm gonna to come to actually be my ayin. So he's 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 um, interchanging the spring water with Bing ayin together here in this uh, um, he gave haskamas to many svarim. For example, Pan and Miiros While he was still Rav in Koblenz, he gave haskama to Yamshel and Beya. in Frankfurt. He gave haskama and many svarim. He has he gave haskamas to. There was a sefer printed Noye Katsoin Yosef that was the denim from Yosef Yuspa Kashman in Frankfurt, and in Tafayin Ches, which is pretty much when he came to Frankfurt, he gave haskama that sefer. And if you look at the haskama, he actually writes that you know, it's ready for print and I looked at a few things and it seems that it's good and it's a cheskas that it's good. But after it was printed, it seems he had a problem with a number of things there. And um, the son-in-law of this Rebbe wrote a contrast that was printed in the next printing called Tsoin um, HaNechalois that he writes over there that I'm writing this L'Chavayit Shamaim L'Hasra HaMachsh'Elo mi Kishkog HaMipi HaShalit HaMechaber First of all, to remove the mistakes that were inadvertently um, came out of the mouth of the Mechaber. Now, I don't know if it was the actual Mechaber or the printing, but there were some mistakes over there. And not only that, I'm doing this to fulfill the will of the Sadiq Hagoin, Rabbeinu, Yaakov, Abbez, in the Frankfurt, who it seems that even though he gave the Haskama, but then afterwards he saw there were issues, so he wanted him to make corrections so that it should be correct. He received Shilas from all over the world from Germany, from France, from Holland, from Italy. And he was considered the Gadol in the Sefer Luchas Haedus, which is the Sefer for Rabbi Yenis and Ibshitz to prove his, uh, in the Machleke, and the Rabbi, Rabbi Yenis and Ibshitz, to prove um, who he was as a tzaddik, and that he, he didn't do anything wrong. So the Rabboni Prague wrote a letter there. And in the letter, this is more of the next generation, but in the letter they write... Mashakoza um, shagoin meriner of Yaakov abesin dekak Frankfurt zatal that they wrote something that uh, the Shav Yaakov I guess wasn't for Rabbi Yannis and Abishitz or something like that. They say halay oisei just what's part to us, that tzadik how call you call him of Yosef Betach he his whole life he sat securely he wasn't nervous about anybody. Vechol tamin chacham shebedar how you goyim all the tamin the in the generation they went after him everybody, listen to what he said. Like the whole Torah that the Kayin paskins, based on the Pasuk. So if he really, I think what they were saying there, if he was really against him, he should have come out with it. He had no one to be afraid of. Everybody would have listened to him. But that's how you see how they describe that everybody, you know, he was the Gadol that everybody followed. Now, both in Koblenz and in Frankfurt, he had a yeshiva. Like the Chida writes in Shema Gedolim, like the talking about Shiva He saw him out in Frankfurt that he was mar Tirah Torah and his kashuve and big yeshiva. For he says he has four hundred bachrim there, muflagim, unbelievable bachrim. and he had many talmidim. The kama rabanim haye And the Chida says many Rabbanim were his talmidim, and he lists some of the Rabbanim there. The famous ones are, for example, Reb Kiva Eger Harisha in the first Rabkiva Eger, the grandfather of our Rabkiva Eger, we talked about him, who was the Rav in Pressburg. In Chalik Beys, um, he writes in Bavabasu Dav Kofman Gimel, Vik Dini Meir Varabi, Marikh, Bichuvah Shaviakov, Rabbi, the Marikh, Rabyakov Kayan, Asin Shuvah Shaviakov. Another famous Talmud was um, Rabbil Chanan Ashkenazi, who was the author of the famous Sefer Sidre Tara on Hilchas Nida, on the back of Shulchan Aruch, and Chidot Halachas Anida, he, he mentions him many times. Uh, for example, right in the beginning, Kof Be'i Gimel, the beginning of Hilchas Nida, in the second paragraph already, when he's talking about Ishael over there, he writes, Roish HaMedabrim Bezeh, the, the first and the head of all those who speak about this, is Adonim Mo'yivirabi Bal Shav, ya- Shav Yaakov, he quotes him in Kof Tzad, and Gimel as well, and many, many places, and then from there, the Pishit Shuvah quotes him, the Shav Yaakov, but this was his Talmud, the Sidre Tara Rabbi Chanan, um, Ashkenazi, and many other Talmidim, uh, many of them are, are not famous that we, we know very well now if you remember in the and the Ramchal the Ramchal passed through Frankfurt on his way to Holland, to Amsterdam and he was uh, sort of um, ambushed over there, he didn't realize what he was walking into, and um, and uh, the, he walked into the yeshiva, of the Shev Yaakov, and immediately the Shev Yaakov uh, attacked him, so to speak, um, not, not physically, and he made him make a shvua, he's not going to be Isaac in Kabbalah anymore, and we talked about that, the, the Ramchal, but in the letter um, that he writes about Frankfurt, he says, the Ramchal writes, in Frankfurt itself, we mentioned it then, there's 300 talmid HaChomim, but yeah, yeshiva of Alev they have an expansive heart to understand things, and that's how he described the yeshiva. If you listen to the Shem Ramchal, he continued, and he was very critical actually that they uh, they waste their time in Bepulim, and there's no chasidus there, and, and so on and so forth. But he does describe them as chash of a people, three hundred talmidim in the yeshiva. In the Sefer of Frankfurt, it says, Elov Kadoshim, flocks of holy sheep." Um gathered Mikal Pina from all corners of the world, Lishmaya to listen to him, Pam Mak Mapik the mouth that spoke with pearls. His brother Rabavram in the Askama that he wrote to Shavyakov, he calls him My Rebbe my big brother, the one who gathers in La Tamidim, thousands and ten thousands of Tamidim, that's how he describes him. And he says, "Vanoichi talmidei. I'm also his talmid. and his younger brother. I shall abirka in his kadalti. I grew up on his lap. Umi bermaim chayim shavti v'shasisi. And from his well, the bermaim chayim, I draw, I drew from it, and I drank from it. In uh, Simon Vov, um, he writes that meefes uh, apnai." v'al I don't have a lot of time. I'm busy with this man, and the yoke of my talmidim which is constantly on me. In simul mem again, it talks about the talmidim v'al Tamida and the mutol and I'm alone, nobody helping me. It's all my all my uh, my my responsibility, and therefore it's hard for me to answer these chuvas. Now, it's an interesting thing. In those days, like, if you think about it, like, how did the Yafon, Jebarchim, and Yeshiva, like, what Gemaras did they learn from? Like, like who had Shas? Who had, you could just go to the bookstore and buy Gemara. Like, what they learn from? So, at that time, there was something they used to print, kuntresim. We might have talked about this once before. I don't remember exactly where. kuntresim were, like, paperback mesechtas that they printed. Um, single mesechtas, paperback. And, um, in fact, I think we've mentioned this once before also, a lot of times they would make these mass printings because they would have all the yeshivas in Germany, and sometimes Poland as well, the Vada Arba Ratzas would all learn the same masechta. And this was the masechta of this coming zman, And it made it easier for the svarim. I remember we talked about it somewhere in some shir. So, um, <clears throat> so he gave a haskama to the contrasim. On Sanhedrin in 1721, he writes, "Kasherala libenu lilmaid ululamed poybishivasi." When they decided to learn in Mayeshiva, Mesechta uh, Sanhedrin, he says, Shay nimza You can't find uh, how many Mesechta Sanhedrin are around. He says, "Now, even though it's true in our kahila." Pretty soon we're gonna finish the printing of a shas, a Frankfurt shas that they printed. He says, but first of all, not everybody is able to to afford a whole shas, and even the balabatim who could afford it, they're not gonna give the Mesechtas to the bachrim levaloysim al They're gonna wear them out. You know, you go parash in a bais medrash. You look at the gemaras. You know, if you have you know eighth graders learning in your in seventh and eighth graders in your bais you know makus is always uh, worn out. You know, elam is always worn out. Well. Because the Bachrim are, are using them, Baruch Hashem. He says, "But people aren't giving their expensive shasim." So he says interesting things. So even though there were copyrights on all these shasim that you can't reprint them, but they made an exception on the and um, the on the copyrights. The Rabbonim who used to give the copyrights that you could print. This is what he writes in that Askama there. Isech, you can make them, and again, it was soft cover, so it wasn't like a competition to the shas. And also, they could not print the rush or the Pirush HaMishnayis in the back in order that it should be called a Kuntras. A Kuntras like a pamphlet. It's not a real safer, it's a pamphlet. And he signs it, Yaakov HaKoyen, Prague. Yaakov HaKoyen from Prague. Chayna Poi Frankfurt, who's living here in Frankfurt. Like I said, that is how he signs his name. Now, in the safer Yuskar of Frankfurt, he writes, and He had many Svarm, endless amount, that he wrote al yama Tammud and and Tamurd Hidushiloha taisis Pais Mu Akraim chuvasresponsa jusheis the limudum coollim Ciburm,munachm they're all piled and gathered and 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 put and and just left Bihita enviates the we hope that one day they'll be printed, and in the uh the title page of his chuvas, as we mentioned before, they write khbasharsho call Mi Gamoisif Shalay the whole the uh, the yearning and the will of the Tzaddik was, L'Havi Ba'atzmei Sefer Shut L'Veis HaTvus. He wanted to print his chuvas. So from all of his sfarim, he wanted his chuvas, his responses to be printed. And that is why, um, that's why they printed those farim first and almost the only ones that were printed. And they were actually printed two years after he was nifter. He did not print anything while he was alive. In Taufkuf, be- Taufkuf Beis, 1742, two years after he was nifter, they printed his chuvas um, which is 131 chuvas of his. Now, his Talmud in the Akdama to Makar Chaim that we mentioned before, Anuchas Nida, he says, Why am I printing a halacha safer before any other type of safer? He says, The reason why I'm printing this one first, I want to go in the ways of my Rebbe to Sheviakiv. It's well known that he was a marbitz Torah in our kehila. Remember this uh, this Chaim was a Rav of Koblenz. so he was a Rav in our city Koblenz. tili and my rebbe was a mechadish, and every mesecta piles and piles of halachas who and all types of chidushim and, and nevertheless, laaktim dinim. However, he said the first thing you print is the halacha, which for him was the tshuvas, and therefore that's why his Talmud says, I'm printing that first also, the piskedinim, the halacha, before I print anything else. And as we said before, his psokim are brought in the in the shari tshuva, and the piskei tshuva, later on in the darki Chuva, all the malaktim of psokim, they bring the psokim of the Shev Yaakov, and he plays a major role in halacha. In the Sefer Yerusha Seinu Chelek Vav, they printed emes liyakov, which is jroshes ala teireh pilpol from the Shev Yaakov. I don't know if it's the whole tyra or not, but that's like one other thing that was printed, as far as I know, from the Shev Yaakov. As we said, he had chidushim on shas, that's what the uh, his Talmidim said. And in fact, some of his Talmidim, not so much the famous ones, but uh, there was a, in the Talmud I saw from their Svarim, they quote that they saw in the Ksavim of their Rebbe, the Shev of Alashas, So people had either copied them over, the Talmidim seemingly they may not have been printed, but they did have some of his Chidushim, Alashas. As we said before, in the beginning of the Shear in the Sefer Yizker, it says "Misper Yama of Yamei Shnoisa, of the days of his life, Shivim Shana, Nismale, was filled 70 years, Ve'ala L'yeshe yeshiva Shamala, and then he went up to sit in Yeshiva Shomaila B'Parshas Yisrael B'Shabas Kodesh Shabbas Parshas Yisrael B'Hashmeris HaBiker in the morning Chof Be'Shvat Tof Kof of 1740 And he was buried behind Malif Chof Gimel Shvat He was married buried the next day on Sunday Chof Gimel Shvat He was buried in the in the, um, in the Chalkes Rabonim of Frankfurt near the Kvarim of Reb Avram Broidi and the Reb Shmuel Shat in the Mar shach. And uh, that's where he was buried. Now, today, in the Frankfurt Beis Faris after the war, what they did was they took all the matsevas or many matsevas of the rabbanim and they put them in one area. Now, that wasn't the original area of the Chelkas Rabbanim, but there's one area now. You look and see pictures, and they have in the front rows the Pnei Yeshua and the uh, Reb and Adler. Then behind that, they have the Hafla and um, and Afla's son. Now, Rabbi Avram Broidy's matzeva is on a wall near the entrance. I only saw a picture of it. I, I wasn't ever there. The last, I was in Frankfurt, Baruch Hashem, three times, but two of them were at night, and it was very hard to find things. Rababish Frankfurter, who was also one of the big rabbonim in the times of the Chassam Seifer, as we mentioned that, is way in the back of the cemetery. His matseva is also against the wall. The last time I was there, I had my guide show me that matseva. And behind the Hafla and his son in that Chalkas, or Rabbanim, where they put up the Matzevas, is Reb Yaakov Prague. And I heard this, the, the guide, my, my, my guide over there, my, my guide in Germany, Yoram, always says the name of the Rabbanim, Reb Yaakov from Prague. I didn't know who Rebbe Yaakov from Prague was. Now I know who Yaakov from Prague was. Right behind in the next row is Rebbe Yaakov from Prague. That's the Shev Yaakov. Now I know who he is. Bez Hashem, if I uh, get back to Frankfurt, I'll be able to actually be by the Matzeva. Rebbe Yaakov Katsmi Prague. Rebbe Yaakov Kayin from Prague. The Shev Yaakov. Zchusay Aleinu. I'll call you Yisrael. This is the last year till after Yontif. Um... Till after Yantibez Hashem, so I wish you all a Kesiv Chsimatayva, Agudke Ben Shiarim, Ma'li Hashem, and Bez Hashem. We hope to see you again after Sukkis in uh, in Beshatayvu uh... Have a wonderful day, everyone, and Kol